0: Hello, welcome back. I'm Ashley.
1: I'm Nora. And I am Sergio, the good looking guy in the wheelchair. And today, you know what? I'm not sure what we're going to talk about today. Yes. I think we're just going to wing it. Nah, no, we do. We know what we're going to talk about today. You're
0: just making stuff
2: up. <laughs>
1: so before we jump did right in, I did. You know, I don't know how so you guys pulled you? anything off. Without me being here, you I know, know you need true. to have me here.
0: That's true. We did am... miss you. Did you even listen to our last podcast? Um,
1: yeah, I heard a lot of this and a lot of that, but then <laughs> nothing came of that. That maybe, and then somewhere in there that somebody had to call. And I said,
2: yeah. You're such a liar. So you don't even... Did you
1: just roll your eyes at me? That's what people can't see. Did I just get a... a zzz?
2: Yeah, you did. Yeah, because you,
0: cause you said, oh, I was going to listen to you, and then you didn't listen to us. Yeah, we talked about you.
2: That's okay. We don't want you to listen to us anyways.
1: Oh, come on. So you know. Sergio was
2: gone last week on a business trip, so he left us for just a couple of days. Not not very long, but long enough to to drain to drain him, I guess. But he's here now. So how was your trip?
1: Well, do you really want oh, me to my... bore everybody with how no, my trip was? No,
2: I did not want you to give <laughs> Actually, boring no. details. Actually, no. My trip
1: wasn't too bad. You know, I usually, when I go on these business trips... it Well, let me start off. I went on a business trip, and it was a strategic planning session that we, were, we annually go through, and it was that time of the year. Um, so that's what we were doing. So we were just trying to figure out what we achieved over the year, trying to get alignment with what were some of our obstacles, mm-hmm. um, come up with some of the next goals for the next 18 to 36 months, and um, come up with some who's going to do what, you know, just alignment on how mm-hmm. we're going to achieve it. So, I mean, all in all, you know, sometimes it's hard to sit in them kind of meetings because they get pretty, you know, repetitive, you hear the same things going over, and the same things that people say or you know, it's over and over and over and over again. But I got to tell you that the more I think about it, I've been thinking about that quite a bit since I've gotten back on how do I get myself back aligned where I need to be? How do I find first I got to really sit down and write down what are my goals? What am I going to be? What am I going to be trying to achieve? How am I going to get there? And really just look back and say, hey what what was in my way for me to accomplish that what do i need to fix get rid of change so that i can achieve the next steps yeah. so in a in a real world kind of application for me personally i think it's something that i need to master so that that way i can get to where I really want to be in my own personal life. Put so my dreams in front of
0: it. So you're saying we need a Wills of Grace strategic planning meeting. I think we probably do. you that's what do, it sounds you know, like but to me.
1: You know, that's tough. Because I got two ladies here that, you know, are mm-hmm. going to drive me
0: crazy. That's no. right. Because <laughs> we do have dreams and goals, but we've never set an end date for our goals. And I'm pretty sure that's why we've never achieved them.
1: Well, I... I I think that there is a lot to be said to writing it down and having a plan. I, I know,
0: and every time I say, "Hey, let's have a goals meeting," you guys blow me off.
1: I I I would say, you know, that's that's something where we got to get better at because I I could tell you, just by managing people and being um um a guy that's in charge of making sure that all the operations at my workplace in a production manufacturing setting are being met, I have to write things down and I have to let people know daily. You know, what's yeah. your metric? Did you hit it? What was your goal for the day? Oh, well, there you go. And really, that's that's how I keep control. That's how I know, you know, mm-hmm. who needs help, who who needs to be sat down and talked to, who's sloughing a little bit. And it helps me strategically be able to talk to people other than just going up and saying, hey, why didn't you get these widgets done there, bucko? What's going on there, brah? You
0: know? <laughs> so, yeah. See? And remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but I wanted to have that meeting on our podcast Because then we would have a little bit of accountability and it would force us to do it. And you guys both didn't like that idea. And I loved that idea. Well,
1: I think what we're scared of is accountability. Because right now it's easy to sit No, but there's a little truth.
0: No, there's so much truth to that. And so I wanted to make an episode, a goals episode. Let's talk about our goals and set up. The specific timelines for them. And then when we don't meet them, we have people who can come and say, hey, you're supposed to have this goal done. <laughs> well, no, exist.
1: you're right. You know, I, I, I have to tell you that um, there was somebody that that had commented on last week's, um, I think, yeah, it was last week's um, podcast. And it was the one where you were talking about going out and working out.
2: Well, it wasn't last week's, but they mm-hmm. commented on one. Mm-hmm
1: and the 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 comment was hey i see that nora gets out there and does this what is sergio doing um you know the more i thought about that i go i keep talking about saying i'm gonna go do this and um I, I always have a lot of excuses why not to do it, you know, and the biggest excuse that I have right now is that I could see my paunch getting a little bit too big right now. I got to start working out jazzer sizing or running in place or Circle's something.
2: Sergio's going to join a Zumba class. <laughs> I, if it's Zumba,
1: maybe I'm going to do some yoga. I'm going to do something, but it just, if anything on, on the real level right now, what it makes me want to do is say, you know, that is something that I want to do and why haven't it, why haven't I done that? Why am I talking myself out of not doing that? Because I know if I do it, I'll feel better. It's good for me. And I think it'll make me more rounded on, hey, let's get the next thing done. Let's get the next thing done. You know, instead of my day-to-day rut, you know, that we Mm -hmm. get into, get up, go to work, you know, do all your things, gets us to where we're at at that moment. But for us to be able to get to our dreams and accomplish, we have to start pushing a little bit harder and a little bit reaching for a little bit more into the clouds and saying hey let's make some changes because that's what we're trying to do one we're trying to use our story to help people see that change is possible and that you don't have to stick in that rut that keep moving on keep rolling on um so we got to live it too you know so it just gave me a, bo- a burst of reality is really what it was
2: so in that saying all that and the burst of reality and, and you know as setting goals and and sometimes not working through them. I actually did dig into our book this week. Good and job. Nora, high five. High so so, Good. Um, I spent some time. And so, you know, when I looked at it at first from a different perspective, and we shared, we shared that last week, Ashley and I, how, how, yeah, it needs some work and things. And I was a little negative about just the flow of the book. But then it was interesting because I got through like the whole first chapter and the second chapter, and then I was digging in just some different areas of the book and um then it hit me that again, like it's crazy, like how powerful the story is, and how it it just even though it's my story, it really got to me and just some things, and especially when I spent some time reading Sergio's chapters as opposed to my own, um because it was it just. I don't know, it was just so interesting for me because I felt like I got lost in the chapter and just started to feel some of the things that you felt. And this this chapter in particular was at a time that you and I hadn't met yet. And so I really was able to just engage in it and, and, and just kind of pick some things apart, but not in a so negative fashion that I, I felt just inspired to keep rolling through those chapters and, and excited and excited for the next one. So...
1: You know, I think one of the things that we tend to forget is that we know our story so well that Mm -hmm. sometimes we forget to cast the image of what we were going through at the time. What were the things we were dealing with? Mm -hmm. And what makes it hard is that when we sit down to start writing it, we try to tell it like we're talking to ourselves. Mm -hmm. But you know a lot of the backstory.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's, well, that's what I tough. did is I took yeah. myself out of it and I just really looked at it as just the view of, of a reader of someone who doesn't know us. Yeah. So um, anyways, that's that's what I did. And so I was pretty I was pretty excited about um, having the opportunity to just quiet myself enough and, and just just do it. Just say, OK, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to well, quiet so myself. Tell me, and so tell read, me read how did you it. quiet
1: yourself? How, well, I just well real quick I didn't mean to interrupt you but I want you to tell me how did you quiet yourself and when did you say I'm going to find time to do this
2: Well for one thing I w- you weren't here <laughs> love you babe but you weren't home <laughs> So you want so, to get in the
1: book cuz you missed me that's so, what you should say. No
2: that's not what I said is Sergio likes commotion more than I do he's he's a noise kind of a person and I'm not and so I just came in the bedroom, and it was just me by myself. And so I just shut the door and just started working.
1: You know, that's funny that you just said that, because we just got back from church, and I was the last person coming into the house. And everybody had already been given instructions to, shh, don't make too much noise, don't create too much commotion. And the first thing I do as soon as I walk in the door, like, hey!
0: What's everybody up to? What are you doing?
1: And I get the looks of, hey, I'm trying to put the baby to sleep. Sure, Don't rile her up. I'm
0: trying to mellow out I after guess church. I know. I just, I thought she was about to wake up. And so we're trying, we we only usually record when she's asleep, which makes things yeah. difficult because we spend a lot of time waiting for her to go to sleep in order to record. And, she's, and then grandpa likes to rile up the baby.
2: So anyways, that's, that's basically what I did is I just eat, um, took advantage of some quiet. time and I felt really good about it and more motivated so I find that the more you push yourself through even though sometimes time constraints hit you is just push yourself through and once you're able to engage then just keep keep staying engaged until you know until time doesn't allow that or you're exhausted or whatever that may be so Ashley what
0: did you work through this week me? Mm. Well,
1: first, let's say that hey, what did you get rid of this week? Because every <laughs> week, I mean, you got a, a list of. I keep hearing you and your mom talk about hey, did you get rid of your five things, your ten things? Yeah.
0: Today's 11 things. Mom's behind 30 things. She has 30 things to get rid of, and each day adds more and more. And we're getting. Uh, today's the eleventh, so it can, it's gonna be Hey, okay, don't 11th. worry about me. I got this. I think I cal I calculated it yesterday, I can't remember the exact total 438 Four hundred and thirty something things. Things by the time we're done. Yeah. yeah. That I, we have
1: so, to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: And I mean, how many have things to, have you gotten rid of? You hey, have to I told you that me and my shoes
1: to... are pleasantly happy with each other right <laughs> now.
0: Yeah, so we have
1: a very good relationship. He
0: owns. I t- I told him, when are you gonna get rid of? He refuses to get rid of shoes. Every time we get rid of anything, he keeps all of his shoes. And if you didn't know, he doesn't <laughs> walk. So. <laughs>
2: So technically, the we have to wait till the tops of the shoes wear off because the soles
0: will never wear off. Yeah, out. but how many shoes do you think you own? He loves shoes. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I got I got a pleasant supply of them. You okay, know, so. so
0: last year for Christmas he said he wanted oh, shoes. Good. I'm for glad Christmas. you're going to share this story. <laughs> he I said know. he wanted shoes for Christmas. That's all he wanted, and he's a really hard person to shop for because he own he has everything, and he buys whatever he wants for himself so he asked for <laughs> shoes and then like i don't know then a few nice days sneak. later he or in the mail he'd ordered for himself three pairs yeah, of yeah. shoes yeah yeah not one not two but three pairs of shoes came in the mail after he asked us for them for christmas hey
1: i was going to give you guys examples you know so of what that you, you want to yeah, yeah i already right. told
0: you that i'm not i'm not getting him anything this year because <laughs> he clearly doesn't need it yeah he doesn't need anything and his last present i got him I I got him a massage last January, which is his birthday, <laughs> and he used it last week for the first time. Almost a year later. <laughs> Almost a year later. Hey, I
1: used it before it It wasn't, you know, before the expired, expiration date. Expired?
0: Yeah, okay, you well. You know, so, I'm
1: not... so, the, so the goal is that we got to get one oh, and then the next it. one coming, so then I, I got a cycle that I could put these through.
2: Okay, let's go. Let's get into the story, guys. Ashley, what else did you work
0: through <laughs> before we go into our story? No, me, nothing. Mm-hmm. I talked I talked enough last podcast about my- <laughs> My life so I'm well you've good. been
2: editing some pictures you've been working through that
0: well yeah but yeah, no, but that's that's, that's always
2: what you,
1: what you mean that's do? boring you know yesterday we went to a wedding and we saw we were we were just sitting there and we were hanging out and one of the things that came to our mind was oh they don't have a photographer you are like Oh man, you know, we
0: we Didn't we should Yeah, we should have Ashley come. So we
1: were about to call you and say, "Hey. No,
0: I don't work for free anymore. I have <laughs> photographed three free weddings. She's over it. No, I'm not over it, but it's a lot of time and a lot of work. No, it's a lot me. of work. It right. is. So it if you want me to is. photograph something for you, I'm no longer free. <laughs> Good for you. I've done a lot. I've done so much free work. Yeah,
2: you have. Yeah, it's time well, that's and right. and you've put a lot of time and energy I I don't think people realize it's not just taking the pictures. It's the whole editing and compiling all those images. And it could be thousands of images.
0: Yeah, it is thousands.
2: Well, let's get into the story, Mr. So Um, where are we
1: in the story? Take me to the place that you need me there, oh, goddess. So
0: this is where... Okay, so let's just start all the way at the beginning in case people are just barely listening. So Nora and Sergio are teenagers 15 and 16 or 14 and 15 around there around that age and they met each other and fell in love right Mm -hmm. and one was a one was a a good egg and one was a bad egg
1: i was the good egg
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah
2: (sighs) so we did and then um sergio um was not enrolled in school and he was attempting to get back on track and get into school i'm i am i'm assuming i had some good influence on him at this point in our relationship and he wanted to to get back to school and hit some obstacles um that kind of held him back from that opportunity at the time and so so sergio had gone to california for a little bit of time and then was trying to be back was in colorado no why are you looking at me like that (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you're just confusing people. You're just being a little bit vague and, oh, you're, okay. and you're going too far. Oh, okay. So, sorry.
2: So, anyways, um, just trying to get back into school. And okay. So, he, allow our last
0: to... episode, we talked about this, when we talked about the story is he, Sergio was trying to get back into school, but he couldn't because he didn't have enough credit. Credits. He could go back to school, but he would have to repeat a grade. Yes. yes.
1: So... I guess this is where I chime in, right? Yeah. Because I'm yeah, Sergio yeah, yeah. and I have to talk about Yeah, yeah you talk about what happened <laughs> and
2: your You feelings. know,
1: I got to tell you that, you know, in our relationship, when we were starting to, we were, it was still the the beginning, the, the birth, the, the, the starting point of our relationship where I was starting to get a little bit more connected with some inner feelings like, um, uh, uh, I was starting to get a little more connected with some of the things that I was battling that I really didn't know I was battling. Like wanting to please everybody or wanting to be accepted or part of something. Mm -hmm. You know, that was something that I really didn't know I was dealing with at that point. I I just knew that I wanted to be around my friends. I wanted to be around people that actually praised me and gave me, you know, yeah,
0: you're doing a good job, so I want to be around you. That That affirmed you. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that got
1: my affirmation there.
0: And I think that... Too sometimes you forget is that's normal for anyone that age. Everyone that age just wants to be accepted, you know. Any, Correct. if you anyone you can think back at when you were fifteen, that's all you wanted. You wanted yes. to be a part of something, and you didn't want to be outcasted. Mm-hmm. Well, and you and see, you wanted to be invited to wherever all the other kids were, and it doesn't matter who your friends are or what kind of people they were. You just yes.
1: Well, but I think at this point, this is what started to happen. This is where my story is a little bit different, is that. I didn't have the boundaries that most people would actually put in front of them and say, hey, you just crossed the line.
0: Right. You know, I live well, on the I opposite just,
1: end of that line. I just know? meant so it,
0: I, that it, that's a relatable point. No, I get
1: you. Mm-hmm. I get you. Mm-hmm. You see, so I, 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 and I would agree with you 100%. Yeah. Is that, you see, those are the things that naturally people are going through. And I I, I, I guess even when you're at that age, you really don't know that's what you're battling or that's what you're trying to go through Mm -hmm. not until you know some moments of processing maybe even some time that goes through it it starts to reveal itself and and you start to get a better understanding Mm -hmm. so i think my revelation started to come when i started to really be around you Nora, a little bit more you know because i think it made me feel a little more normal you know the natural things that we were doing like a boy and a girl you know wanting to hold hands hang out you know watch movies and videos and stuff like that talk on the phone that was normal. That's what 15, 16-year-old kids do, you mm-hmm. know, and I was a kid at that point. Mm-hmm. That To that point, that really wasn't what I was doing, you know. I was, mm-hmm. I was more in the crazy world of running from the cops, you know, being a delinquent, you know, not listening to teachers, getting kicked out of school, getting in the fights. That put me in a world where you tend to have to bury your feelings because the consequences of the things that I was I was doing would always result in me being pulled away from my family, taken away, sent to places where kids that do bad things, I guess, go to, whether it's a detention center or a group home or something like that, um, or even just being put in the back of a car. That was too routine for me. So one of the things that started to happen when we were together was that I started to, I guess, get the... I I started to really realize what I was into wasn't the right stuff, and that if I was going to do anything long-lasting with you, if I were going to, I was really going to be part of your life, I really couldn't continue on the road I was, because I, I did know what that was going to lead to, you know, I was either going to end up dead, or in prison, you know, period, before I ever got to prison, it would be jail, you know, and I, I was on that road, pretty, pretty fast road, actually, so, You know, so those were the things that I was dealing with so that, you know, once our our relationship started to, started to blossom into something more, I started to have them, them questions in my mind. And I really then started to decide I'm going to make some changes. And one of those changes was I was going to see if I can get back into school. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a lot harder than I thought. I just, for some reason, probably had it in my head that I could just go to school one day and say, hey, I can start right where I left off. Like, you know, I had earned it or something. And, you know. I, it didn't work out that way, you know, so it worked out to where, you know, no, yes, you could come back to school, but you're not at where everybody else is supposed to be. And for you to be able to get there, you're going to have to repeat a grade and you have to make up X amount of credits to be able to get there and possibly go to school during the day and actually during the night. Um, And what happened is that I went to my natural, I'm just going to be pissed at everything else because it didn't go my way. Instead of really processing that, what if I did do that stuff? Within a year, could I have been where I needed to be? Could I have graduated? Could I have possibly gone to the prom or something with you? You know, held your hand, shared a locker with you, done stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you
0: were I, so discouraged. I, oh,
1: yeah. You know, my discouragement mm-hmm. just took over on me, you know, and it, and it mm-hmm. did what it always did. So I shut down. You know, I shut mm-hmm. down and I took it as, you know, hey, it didn't bother me. It hurt. It didn't hurt me. Hi, it hurt me. You know, and then I'm sitting in the back of the corner almost, you know, But it did in hurt tears. you. But it did yeah. hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, it hurt me because I wanted that. And I knew I needed to make that change. And I just didn't know how to vocalize it, too. You know, I, I was never really good with my words. Mm-hmm. Um, so my actions really did all of the speaking okay. for me. And mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is that even though me and you were starting to blossom something new and I really wanted it, you know, I also started to down spiral in my own way because I was starting to feel that negativity again.
2: But almost like a self sabotage. Well,
1: though. and that's exactly it. it. You yes. know, I
2: when I think about back then it was like you you were excited like I could see that glimpse of hope in you and then once it didn't happen definitely you were on shutdown mode. Like your body language would change, your demeanor changed. The how often you called would at times change, um, because it was almost like you were so down on yourself. So then the heck with it. Like I'm not even gonna try to head towards these good things. Then and like you said, you know you put on that shield of this can't hurt me. So this this is gonna hurt me. I'm macho. So I'm just gonna go back to my well, you know those ways because yes, that's my safe yes. place.
1: Well, you see, and one of the things that at that time that. now I can see it back then I couldn't see it is that I was trying to fight back to where I was in my safe place again Mm -hmm. I had Mm -hmm. I had made myself vulnerable Mm -hmm. and I got zinged you know and that's why it was always so hard when people would come around and they'd want to help you know at this point when I needed people's help nobody was there you know it's like everybody is like I want to change you Sergio to make you be better if you do all of these things it put it all in and it'll work for you. It'll work for Mm -hmm. you. No, it doesn't. I go, when I need people at that time, they weren't there. You know, I didn't have nobody in my corner fighting for me to sit there and go, he has to be in school. Mm -hmm. Anything that you can do to get him into school will keep him out of jail. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that person. I didn't have that mentor or that parent figure that, you know, you hate because they're making you do all of this. Mm-hmm. Then later on, you know, you're sitting in there and you're going, thank you. Because without that, I would have never been able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. So my natural course was to go back to what was the most comfortable to me. And I did start pulling away from you. And I started to get more involved with my friends. I, When I needed to come back for a breath, I would call you. And I would say, hey, I need some normalness in my life again. You know, I need to get away from the drinking. I, I, I just, I need to get away from being out all night. I need to get away from somebody wanting to hurt me, you know, and um, you were always there. You know, you were the well, safe person.
2: And I definitely remember because <coughs> I know, like I said, when the calls came less frequently and then when I did get them, the tone of your voice was not, you know, as animated as you normally would be or, hey, I'll, I'll call you back. And then the phone calls didn't come for several days later um, because... It did, it did knock you down a time or two because you were on that path. And those times where you finally did need that breath,
1: then you
2: you would call me and then.
1: Well, you see, and this is one of the crazy parts is that now when I think backwards, even though we really weren't per se, we were a hundred percent in a relationship. We were, we were, we were at the beginning points of a dating and all. And I think we were starting to see the little flickers of, you know, some fuses (laughs) that were about to take off and start. Mm -hmm. that any normal person in your position would have ran away from you because you started to see the self-destruction. You started to see, uh uh-oh, not only when I didn't call, you went to school, and a lot of people that went to your school knew where I was at, knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. They knew the night before what had happened, what, what had gone down, and you, by... Just the association of where you lived at and where you were at already knew that was Sergio they were talking about. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what it did to you. You know, I never really sat in there. It's easy to always say, yeah, Sergio, because I'm the guy in the wheelchair and all that. But really, you were the girlfriend that was sitting going down the halls when everybody was saying, why are you messing around with that crazy guy?
0: He's not worth
1: it. What are you doing? You probably heard that all the time, not only at home, not only, you know, through you know adults and everything but just friends Mm -hmm. you know that sat there and said he's no good he's bad news
2: oh yeah i did and at one point i know i had one of my older brothers corner me and said who are you talking to like wait a minute are we talking about the same person i mean do you know anything about him and so it's like i did but i didn't but i still knew that what i did know about you when it was just you and i it's not the same person that they were talking about And so I had a hard time explaining that because nobody saw you for what I saw you because it was a private. No, you didn't. It was a private time of in our lives where it was just us three and nobody else interacted. Nobody could really say they spent a whole lot of quality time with you and me and Ashley when it was just us because that didn't happen. That was a private part of our life. And so, you know, of course, when you did disappear, and yeah, when I heard the stories of the parties that happened and all the things that happened during those parties and that you were involved, but yet I hadn't talked to you, that was definitely a time in in my life where there are times I did question, like, oh, is this the right thing for me? But then you would show up, and when you needed that breath of fresh air, and I was able to knock down, ship away at those walls that you had built up. Then it was like, "Who? Here he is."
1: Well, but I also think that you were dealing with some of your own little ghosts and some of your oh
2: yeah, kids. absolutely. And My I think own what, struggles.
1: When when it was you were gonna chip down, I think we were both chipping away
2: at each other at
1: each other in mm-hmm. in, in in the good way. You mm-hmm. know, I I we were meant to find each other. We were meant to find ourselves in that grocery store when you first the first time you saved me from probably ending up in jail. <laughs> on you know, hey, you guys need to be together because. In a weird way, you're going to make each other stronger. Mm-hmm. You're about going to be the only two that are going to be able to save each other from self-destruction. Mm-hmm. You see, your self-destruction wasn't like my kind of self-destruction. Mm-hmm. But in your world, you were dealing with, you know, your your family, your mom and dad had just been divorced. You know, you were coming out of a bad relationship. You had a teen daughter, you know. She was about one years old by the time I came into the picture. You know, Mm -hmm. having to go to school, you know, and get back into the normalcy of school. But you had to go to school night and day?
2: Well, I think that part, and I did, and I had to battle through Mm -hmm. that. And I also had, and like we shared before it, I had given up so many relationships and so many friendships. And so I was so craving a relationship, a friendship, a somebody I could just pour my heart out to. And you happened to be that person that was more than willing to listen to whatever you know i had in my life whether it was a family issue uh, you know uh, my newly broken family a broken relationship and the fact that i had a terrible custody battle um for my daughter and you know those were things that all came within that short amount of time before i met you and so yeah i was just as broken just broken in a different manner yeah
1: so i think we we really were meant for each other somehow there was that divine intervention that guiding of bringing us together to now you can see it, mm-hmm. that in all of the things that we've achieved from that point to the point that we're here today talking about a podcast with Ashley, you know, in her early 40s. Oh, I'm joking, you know, mm-hmm. and and I'm just playing. My Don't give me that 40s. look. You guys you know?
0: are in your 40s. It, I know, I was just, it was just me. <laughs> But
1: it's to sit there and say, you see how full circle sometimes things work out. Mm-hmm. You know, I never did really end up in prison, you know, but I can say that, In everything that we've gone through right now, we have become stronger in in ourselves from that starting point with them little flickers of a flare or flickers of a fuse that started back then Mm -hmm. that we didn't quit. And there were so many times that we wanted to quit, but we didn't quit. So I I, I think at this point, you know, we're just going to keep everybody just licking their lips a little bit and saying, hey, what's next?
2: But I don't know if we can (laughs) give anyone. Oh, there's a lot of what's next. Let me tell you what. (laughs) But I can tell you
1: at this point, you know, I... I did spiral downhill and there, there, there came a time there that I was more away from you than with you. Not always by chores choice, but sometimes I was forced to be away from you because I was behind bars, you know, so we'll keep
2: sharing
0: about that and please always, um, Oh, we're not done. Oh, we're not done. Yeah, Um, we have our new thing. We don't like I don't like to end on a bad note. So we go we talk about one thing that motivates us or we just one of us can go if we don't want to all go. On a happy, positive note, you know? On a happy, so, positive note.
1: So, what am I motivated about? Let One thing
0: that... Yeah, well, like, something that happened to you, like... That kept you, keeps you motivated. Or something you read, or something you watched, or someone you, well, some video me, you saw I, on I, Facebook.
1: Something that did motivate me here yesterday was... I actually did get invited to a wedding to a young gentleman that I had mentioned um, on a, a few weeks ago on a podcast that... Um, had had an accident. It was placed in a wheelchair and, um, he got married, (laughs) you know, so it's just proof that even when you go through all of those crazy life changing events, whether it's a trauma or something Mm -hmm. that it doesn't mean your life is over, you know, and this guy was pretty happy with his new bride sitting there, you know, all smiles and Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's good to see that because everybody has their hard times that they deal with and sometimes you need to see those things to let you know that it's possible.
2: That's right. And that was very it, it it just was heartwarming um for me as well to at one point he was um sitting with a group of friends who were all you know he's in his wheelchair and they're all seated in chairs visiting with him and then his new bride comes from behind him, and she leans forward and kisses him on the cheek, and I could see them from the corner of my eye, and that just, you know, it just just brought me back to the time when, when Sergio and I were just young bucks getting married, and, you know, not just shy of, I don't know, a couple years of Sergio being paralyzed, so it was, it, that was very inspiring.
1: Yes, that was a good day. Mm-hmm. Ashley?
0: Oh, you want me to say oh, something now? Oh, of course we sure. need you Okay, to- hand me that piece of paper.
1: Mm-hmm. oh our homework
0: yeah okay so before you <laughs> talked about strategic planning this was my plan for this is my plan for the next podcast so if i talk about it now you have to do it so there are these so my fil- little thing over here yeah she? there are these <laughs> filmmakers i watch on youtube their names colin and samir and that's their channel and they're just they make really awesome videos um about a bunch of different things and uh, so they, they made this worksheet called Your Personal Vision Worksheet. This worksheet is meant to bring clarity in your life through a series of questions and exercises. You will need to be open to exploring yourself, your habits, your desires, and your necessities. Mm-hmm. So we're going ans- to talk about this next week. But it just asks questions like, "My favorite characteristics about myself are my biggest strengths, my biggest weak, biggest weaknesses. Uh, What's your dream home? What does it look like? What's your dream morning routine like? Um, what kind of house do you want? How much money do you need to live there?
1: Two billion dollars.
0: <laughs> Draw a timeline of your work day. What's your dream work day like? All these different questions." So we're gonna fill that out, and then we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna fill it out each individual individually. Oh, by why don't we I just do it
1: together? No,
0: Sergio's always trying to have big yeah.
2: projects. Yeah. Okay. Where so basically, we do the work, and he takes the credit.
0: So if you want to do it too, <laughs> if you go to Colin and dot com, you can find it. Yeah, right that'd be cool. Yeah. So. I guess. All right. <laughs> so that's my motivating thing they motivate me all the time they make super cool videos I'm sure I've made you guys watch a bunch of them <laughs> yes. yes you have <laughs> <laughs> so remember to always keep rolling on
1: we'll see you next week